Heroes Not Included is a serialized story podcast featuring actual play of Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition from Wizards of the Coast. Wizards of the Coast own their respective trademarks, copyrights, and related materials. A special thanks to all the great people at Wizards of the Coast for all their hard work creating wonderful games for us to play. It has been six weeks since my last journal entry, whereupon I chronicled my party's return to Waterdeep from the far desert by way of Maelstrom. My days since then have been busy. We recounted our adventure for the Lords of Lions in Waterdeep to much acclaim, and Eobard, Kallik, and I, in turn, went our separate ways. It was only then that I was struck with the heartfelt remembrance that I had no home to return to in that moment. The origin of my journey was that very fact. Thankfully, it was then that my memory magnetized to a name that Eobard had mentioned on our voyage back from Anarok. Master Smith, Baron Braun Anvil, a dwarf of much renown for his skill at working with the relics of dragons. Hefting the weight of the brilliant blue dragon scales in my pack, I immediately chartered a coach to the town of Fandelen. If any place is as good as any other, at least here I would be able to commission myself armor from a master. The coach was quick, and the trip past the Sword Mountains was quiet. Upon entering the town, I was surprised to find that the bulk of the population are dwarves. It is always refreshing to be around those of my stature, and I've always found the dwarves to be agreeable neighbors. Master Braun Anvil was easy enough to find, as he built a gigantic shrine to Moradin as a part of the smithy. Whether by some happenstance of development or creative city planning, the sound that comes hence is always clearly discernible throughout town. Baron is a very agreeable sort, and he was very excited about the scales I had brought from Imrith. He said I'd never fought a blue one. I cannot wait to see the final product. Baron and I have spent a lot of time together these past few weeks. Between the armor commission and my interest in hearing the tales of his own dragon encounters, we have shared many an evening swapping stories. I will confess to have grown fond of his company. He's a breath of fresh air compared to my last comrades. (laughs) Heroes, not included. Go around the table, and just so everybody is aware, character name, class, and alignment, and pinch about personality, maybe a flaw, maybe a characteristic. Asmund? Uh, I'm Grayson, and I voice Aspen Tamble, who is a gnome, uh, arcane trickster rogue, and he is on the line between chaotic good and chaotic neutral. And he's just a gnome who wants to have a good time. You know, yep, go on cool adventures. He just, he's just doing his thing. All right. He's Excellent. curious and ready to take on the world. Baron. Baron is an archetypical good guy. Wait, is that the right? Typical good guy. <laughs> <laughs> He sees the world in black and white, for the most part, but is still a dwarf, which doesn't mean he's, a, he's necessarily a knight or a Sir Galahad. Um, lawful good doesn't mean lawful nice. True. But he puts a pride in things like community. He has a slight flaw, 
and that he is borderline dwarf racist. <laughs> it's true. Not that he would disparage another race, but he definitely thinks that the only thing that's good is anything made by dwarves, be it things, music, poetry, <laughs> food, um, everything else is subpar. And he tries to be polite, but he just can't get himself to pass that home. And uh, Baron is voiced by uh, Richie. Iraq. I am Zach, and I voice the great Erock Oak member, uh, the great wizard of the Eighth Realm of Arbria, master of time and space, creator of light, manipulator of shadow, conqueror of the great Mount Idol, liberator of the Crone Kingdom, barkeep in the river keg within Christia Town, inquisitor of the Citadel of Ermazarus, bishop of the Vermin's Empire, steward of the River Loner, and master debater in the Val of Purple Abysses. The elves know me as Gadrinalis. The humans know me as Thor Dumbledore. Halflings know me as Hammeraladada Buckgood. The barbarians know me as Leo Faxiwig. The orcs know me as Naklug. The reptilian folk know me as Thusli. I don't even know how to speak reptilian. Demons know me as Lechbigigagaba. And dragons know me as Duramiamon. Man, you write really small in that name field. <laughs> so it's a very long name. Hey, that, that's an incredibly long name. <laughs> I would have loved it. It's like in the in the West, I'm known as Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> you can now, did you write Darryl. all that, or is that? Or is no, that... I wrote it all. <laughs> I'll have to work on pronouncing the names. But I you, suggest you throw it. That's, that's a great throw homage. A that's somewhere. a great homage to to the magic. The dragon tell me as Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you speak of Daryl. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, Iraq is. Socially inept, uh, spends long hours reading and learning the ways of magic, and uh, looks down upon any non-wizard magical user. Also loves dwarves. Loves dwarves. Is a dwarf. Loves dwarves. Is a dwarf. Loves dwarves. And loves being chaotically good. All right. Dwarf loving dwarf. (laughs) Dwarf loving dwarf. The best kind of dwarf. (laughs) All right. Excellent. That's fantastic. Okay, Baron. <clears throat> the scene pans in. Baron Braunanvil and his page, Thomas, walk into the city of Fandelen. The town looks dreadful, with people milling around trying to gather up their belongings and rebuild the town after the devastation caused by the white dragon Glashel. As they walk into the town, Baron looks around at all of the devastation but he also glances to the top of the grass hill near the center of town and the large slabs of stone stacked along with several partially completed portions of the shrine he was constructing before the town was attacked. Baron walks Thomas to his blacksmith shop and begins to shovel coals into the forge. Come on, lad, we've got a great deal of work to do. Thomas, who is missing an arm because of his last adventure, bends down to pick up a shovel and does the best he can and resorts ultimately to just grabbing large chunks of coal and throwing them in with his bare hand. Baron watches with a look of both pride and concern on his face. Two days later. Baron sits at a desk, penning a letter. Sitting next to him on the table is a thick leather and iron-bound tome, The Teachings of Almar as Taught by Moradin. He folds the letter and seals it with wax, pressing the Braun Anvil clan seal into the wax. 
we see that it is addressed to Her Majesty, Queen Dagnabbit, Defender of the People, Mithril Hall. He puts down the letter and leans back in his chair and looks over to see Thomas working the forge. The boy has talent, and he does the best he can with one arm. Baron notices that as he's hammering away on the anvil, a tool is waking its way towards the edge and eventually falls. And to his surprise, Thomas catches the tool on the tip of his boot and tosses it back into the air and catches it after putting the hammer down. Baron raises his eyebrows. Three weeks later, Baron and Thomas are repairing one of the townsfolk's homes. A woman brings out lunch to Baron, who is watching as Thomas secures the rafters in one of the high ceilings. Baron smiles at the woman as he grabs an apple and yells, Thank fast, boyo! and hurls the apple directly at Thomas. It bounces off his shoulder, unsettling him as he fumbles to try to catch it. It falls, but Thomas quickly falls backwards, holding the rafters with his knees and catching the apple just at the edge of his grip and taking a bite. Baron roars with laughter as the woman sighs and walks out. A moment later, a horn is blown, and the two of them look at each other nervously and run outside. As they run to the edge of town, they see a convoy clearly flying the banners of Mithril Hall. Baron slaps Thomas on the back and again roars with laughter. Two months later. Humans and dwarves scuttle all over Fandelen, hammering, sawing, and working several cranes around the city. A massive stone wall is being constructed around the city, as are several of the buildings being repaired and restored and reinforced. Baron and two other dwarves, wearing the vestments of the Braun Anvil clan crafters, stand outdoors around a slab of stone at the top of the hill, aggressively debating in Dwarven. To emphasize his final point, Baron pulls out a hammer and smashes the slab, causing it to split in half. The other dwarves examine the cracks and then bow and walk away, discussing with each other. Baron hears a voice speak behind him. Not the right stone? Baron turns to see Gundren Rockseeker standing and smiling at him. I'm only, I'm only carving the visage of the creator of the people, god of the forge. Is it wrong to have standards? Don't worry, my friend. I've brought exactly what you need and points to a boulder-sized chunk of almost silvery gray stone directly from the mines at Mount Hotnow. Baron's eyes widen as he bends and gathers his masonry tools. One week later. Two priests and the two clan crafters from before stand singing a hymn at the bottom of the shrine as they control ropes lowering the face of Morden to Baron who is guiding it from the scaffolding. As the final piece slots perfectly into place, there's a massive clank and the world around Baron goes silent as he notices the eyes are now glowing and peering directly at him. I am pleased. In the cave is a boon to you, Hammer of Morden. Baron comes to. He notices tears streaming down his beard, and he notices that the whole of the town has joined into the hymn and is standing in a circle around the hill. A few days later, Gundren's crews in Wave Echo Cave discover a strange vein of an unusually crumbly rock that, when thrown into a fire, causes the flames to burn pure white and unimaginably hot. Gundren has begun to call it the Fandelin Flux. The gift from the Dwarf Father will allow us to create marvels never before imagined, says one of the clan crafters. 
Phandelin will become a holy place to all who craft, adds Thomas. Baron places a hand on Thomas's shoulder and says, I know exactly what I want to do next. For weeks, Baron locks himself away in his shop, stopping only briefly to eat, sleep, and becoming visibly more and more frustrated as time goes on. While working late one evening, Gundren walks in and says, You're going to need his aid for this. It's too much for a single dwarf. Baron rests his forehead under the anvil. There'll be no tolerating him after this, you know. It's true, nonetheless, brother. After a long sigh, Baron says, Fine. Send a message. Just don't make it sound too needy. One week later. A quiet day in Fandelen. Children are playing, birds are singing. A massive burst of light and sound attracts the attention of all around. Thomas enters Baron's workshop. He's hammering away, surrounded by dozens of metallic scrap piles, the remnants of several failed attempts. What is it, boy? He says. Sir, it seems that a well in the center of town is demanding tribute. Baron smiles. Oh, yeah? What exactly is it demanding? Turnips, sir. Baron's smile widens as he grasps a rope and walks out the door. The next two weeks are similar to the past, except that now there's a regular sound of arguing accompanying the constant hammering. One night, the noise stops, and Thomas timidly enters the workshop to find Baron and Erock each drinking from a bucket that Thomas thought was used for cleaning chemicals for metals. Lying on Baron's gigantic anvil is an item roughly the size of a large misshapen loaf of bread underneath a tarp. What is it? asked Thomas. You'll find out. Belches Baron. Cosmic power! Hiccups Erock. The next morning, a table is laid out in front of the shrine. Clan crafters chant as they cast handfuls of the flux into the furnace. Something inside glows brightly. Baron nods to Thomas, who nods back and then climbs onto the table and lays down. The two clerics raise their hands and join into the chant. Baron stands at the head of the table, muttering his own series of prayers. Several of the townsfolks look on from the bottom of the hill. The hymn grows in volume as Erok uses a giant set of tongs to pull the glowing object from the fire and walks to the table and looks at Baron, who looks down to Thomas, who nods. Baron places his hand over Thomas's head and begins to pray as his palm starts to glow. Thomas's eyes close. Baron looks over to Erok and nods, and a sound is heard, screaming and sizzling. But Baron says, shh, 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 and the glowing of his hand goes brighter and the screams go away. Ultimately, his eyes begin to glow, his hands go open, and much glowing is seen around the table. A few moments later, Thomas wakes up and sits up and puts his hand to his head like he's the worst hangover ever. Puts his other hand to his head and then looks surprised as he looks down at his hand and notices a mechanical wonder. Fingers, thumbs, intricate carvings all up and down. He looks over, nods to Iraq, who nods back. It was intense. It was very the good. Scene <laughs> scene the scene fades. The scene fades. And scene. And I have an NPC sheet for this guy if you'd like him. Cool. Excellent. 
All right, uh, E-Rock. Dear Journal, I've inherited a great treasure. This crazy half-ass wizard named Thunderspells, who I've always questioned his magic abilities, has commandeered a tower from his old magical schoolmate, who they had a beef with many years ago. I know not what said beef is, but it has driven Thunderspells to chase after him in some weird astral plane bridge that I have no intention of exploring at the moment. You know what? That's his thing. We'll let him go. He told me that this is all mine now, and I sit with so many books, logs, and various elemental things. And there's this pounding on the door, which I'm gonna have to investigate maybe someday later. Uh, time to go read! Dear Journal, Baron told me to start writing one of these things called a journal in hopes that I would somehow find a voice to follow. I'm not sure if he means I should listen to this voice or the ones that I've heard within my head over these years. Uh, I know Baron has listened to a voice and somehow believes he's getting godly help. He's a simple dwarf, but he's a good friend, so I let him have his things like that. I do believe I'll be visiting him soon, though. Ta-ta for now. <laughs> TPFN. <laughs> Dear Journal, I visited with Baron last month, and boy was it good to see him again. He created quite a place for himself over these past few months. Walking away from the Order of the Gauntlet was a big thing for him, but at least he's still connected with his pilgrimage path or whatever he calls it. Seems worthless in my opinion, but Baron is a simple- oh wait, I already said that. Uh, please, please excuse my repetition. Reading books all day is very tiring, but by goodness have I learned so much. Speaking of books, time to retire to the new library. Dear Journal, I am sorry I haven't written in three months. I have retired to the library and was unable to find my way out. I set up a pea corner, but don't tell anyone. I don't think anyone is going to read this, though. Maybe that fire elemental. He's always eyeing what I do. I'm not sure if he likes me or not. I, I hope he does. Me and the air elemental have a good time. He lifts books over for me when I'm too busy reading to throw my mage hand out. Oh crap! I haven't checked any of the other floors within this tower. Is the town still okay outside? I bet that darn maze needs to get trimmed or something. I mean, plants need that, right? Uh, well, I, I better stop writing and check this out. Ta-ta again. Dear Journal, I checked on the rest of the tower and the maze. Things are fine. <clears throat> Silly me. I forgot that this is all just magic and not real things. <laughs> Thank goodness. Baron wrote me a letter this past week. He said he wants me to help because I'm the only one he knows who has an address. But we all know <laughs> that that is just Baron speak for he misses me. I can say I miss his crazy god words too, though they aren't as powerful as all this stuff here. This wizard was really advanced in his studies. I finally found out why that room on floor 3 was locked and warded. I re-locked and warded it. I do hope that part of my beard grows back to its illustrious glory. Okay, back to the library. Dear Journal, I'm unaware of what day it is. I have not left the library for some time again. Let me ask the fire elemental how long it's been. Uh, he says four months, but with a bit of sarcasm. I'm still not sure if he hates me or not. Me and Air thought it would be funny to throw some water at him, but he didn't think it was. I just don't get why he's so fired up all the time. <laughs> I crack myself up. Maybe I should go check on that town that was outside my base. 
I hope they have repaired after the dragon attack. I think they still blame that on me. Dear Journal, Baron has requested I now visit him to aid in his project. But I'm finding the thought of leaving this tower is scary. I mean, I've slayed eight dragons of various sizes and colors, and now I can't walk out of a bloody tower? Oh, I know. I'll just portal over there. I mean, I'm the master of time and space. Why on earth would I walk? Oh, Baron, I do look forward to adventuring with you again. Okay, toodles for now, but boy do I wish this portal works this time. So, we pick up our story several weeks after... Uh, I get my beautiful blue dragon scale armor. <laughs> I don't know. You're going to have to talk to Baron about that. I don't I don't know what the timeline is. I don't know what... Uh, Takes requests. You know, I don't know the words. It's going to be another one of those things where, like, the last episode. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's uh, done. <laughs> no, don't do that to me. Um, I don't know. You're going to have to talk to Baron. I, I know that, uh, you know, he's been working on it. And you've been there for now a couple months, so yeah, maybe uh, maybe he's close. I don't know. You'll have to find out from from Baron if it's ready to go. You know, we are several weeks after. Uh, so it's in your hands. You think about it. And uh, uh, Iraq, you've been here now for a few weeks. Are you up at the manse, hanging out in your old room? In the old room. Uh, is no. that where you stay when you're in town? Is it the manse? No. I mean, I have my own mansion. Is yeah, you just, just set a room to your to, to the door to your old room. It's like it's wherever. Oh, I, yeah, it's not. I, I, I have mapped the old like <laughs> library under the staircase that I lived in nice. to, directly to the magnificent mansion. Nice, nice. That's good. <laughs> We're gonna need more housekeepers. <laughs> it comes with housekeepers. Oh my god. Yes, I'm fully yeah. staffed, buddy. Yeah, that's how he rolls now. <laughs> First you give him a tower, then he gets a manse, you know. <laughs> this is how he rolls. And uh, we'll, we'll pick up the story with uh, the three of you uh, doing something that happens uh, on the regular, and that's enjoying pints in the pub. Oh, Baron. It's coming along nicely. The pub's half-built, so there's half of a pub. <laughs> it is um, a bit drafty. It's open here. air. <laughs> There's pubs in town. I, I know. I'm just saying that most of the buildings were being sort of disassembled and reassembled. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's been over a year since. Yeah, the I guess town so. This, one, this one's done. I imagine it would be one of the first. <laughs> yeah, public house. It's everybody's house. That's true. Gets done first. Gets done first. Yeah. So uh, I listened to your, your logs. I didn't read my journal. Oh, man. that's private. Oh. <laughs> it was just sitting out. You read my journal, man? It, it didn't have one of those little locks on it. Is this why you wanted me to write I it? I thought it was an invitation. <laughs> so that you could just read it? That was private. <laughs> I'm really impressed that you were capable of reading. Um, what do you think about the fire elemental? I really think he hates me. Well, I read it. I don't know if I understood most of it. <laughs> it sounds like oh. you talk to friends that aren't there. No, they're... they're well, I mean... We, Oh, oh, look at this little guy. <laughs> hey, buddy. Are you, are you going to introduce me to this, this guy? What's your name? Oh, this is, uh, this is uh, uh, Aspen. He's cute. He's, uh, he's having me make a little tiny suit of blue armor. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, it's really easy. I just use a kid pattern. Oh, I, I, hope, I hope he's more thankful than that. <laughs> I got a pattern you know, from the Adbar Gap. Like, uh, <laughs> Gap kids. Gap kids. <laughs> Dwarf kids. Dwarf kids. <laughs> it's going to look great, buddy. Don't worry. Speaking of, when do you think that'll be done? Oh, yeah. Um, I think uh, Thomas is finishing it up. 
I gave it to Thomas to work on. Mm, he's, he's a really good. Kid. He's really he's been inducted into the. The kid a, who you just put an arm on? Oh yeah, he's, he's, you wouldn't believe what that arm can do. It's infused with magic. Oh, already? That was wasn't that long ago. Let's well, see, it was it was months ago. I think the whole thing I I decided that wasn't a full year. And he's been practicing the whole time without one arm. You know how much better he got when he got that say that full arm. I mean, I did infuse that arm. Did he get magic. twice as good? Yeah, twice as good. <laughs> uh, have you? Have I'm you not heard a little bit of Dragonlance lore right now? Yeah, yeah, there's a few. There's a few books there that, mm-hmm. that are that are homages. Um, so yeah, his arm is. Uh, it's impressive. Quite, quite impressive. Good work we did there. It is a mingling of good religious magic and the sacrilege, the good that Iraq um, brought into the fold. But yeah, you will be very pleased with this armor. You know, I do have to say... Or your money back. The screaming was a little much. You know, we looked into ways to get an arm attached to somebody. You couldn't just, like, knock them out or something? No, like, no. Just clunk with the Why hammer? Why had to accept just cast it. silence? Silence? Oh, cast silence. That would have been so <laughs> smart. Several several people at the bar go, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, that was really disturbing. I, I... <laughs> That's a really good idea, Aspen. You should travel with us. You have such good ideas. <laughs> yeah, come with us. You're so good at magic. I mean, magic. you should stay around. You should stay around. Just kidding. Mm-mm. You haven't even seen my magic. Don't mind him. Don't mind him. Nobody does magic. Just just when he says, do you do magic is good to me, just say no. <clears throat> do you do magic as good as me? Probably not. Yes, good answer. Yeah. Yes. Wink. None can be the great wizard. Wink. You just saved us an hour of debate. What do you mean? Well, it's the truth. It's I am the, the master debater like of the male and purple appellate. <laughs> it's the absolute truth. I see. How, do you, how are you enjoying Fandel and uh, little, I mean, Aspen? Why, why am I still getting little jokes? I'm as tall as you guys. Uh, are you as tall as me? Yeah, I think you're like I hold my hand size. up to your head to see no, where it uh, wraps up. Gnomes and dwarves are very, very similar. So. Also, I want Halflings I'm thinking of? Hmm? No, halflings are bigger than Halfling, gnomes. Halflings are uh, shorter than gnomes. Yeah. Oh, maybe I'm the mixed I just two. have weird proportions Okay. I'm gnomish. Well, uh, they're not weird proportions, they're just different. Hey, you come to terms with your own self. I think you are beautiful. Thank goodness you're not an elf. I don't think I could deal with an elf. Yeah, an elf joining the party would have been rough. That would have been really rough. They're so tall. There's a party? Oh, oh sh- yeah, there's a party tonight for, for Thomas. Yep, for Thomas. For his new arm. And his new arm. Hooray! Is it his six month arm anniversary? Yes. <laughs> it is an arm anniversary. He's funny. <laughs> yes. Bye. Keep, keep that kid drinking. <laughs> we could go and see um, the progress on, on things doing. I think you'll be very impressed. Yeah, sure. I mean, he was well taught. I have no doubt. There's a reason I came to this town, and it was because of you. According to his character sheet, he is of the clan Braun Anvil, the clan crafter. Which means he must have been accepted. Those two guys with all the vestments on, they're kind of like holy crafters. I put the quote because, you know, they don't really have... They don't have a link with the, with the big man like some of us do. But they like wearing the garb. They're good people. They're good people. Don't get me wrong. So they're the people that hand out the crackers. Yes. And collect... If you know what I mean. It's a very important part. Mm-hmm. About that moment, um, the door to the pub opens up. And-
and Erok and Baron, you recognize the person stepping through, and it's Leosin. Oh, the monk. He looks... Leosin's not dead. <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> He's been gone for at least a year. Sidebar, when's the last time we saw Leosin? He was tied to a keep in the dragon thing, right? Is that the one we freed? That was freed? way later. Mm-hmm. Way later we saw him, though. He yeah. was either he was the That was the first time. time you met him in Horde, and then... Uh, oh, yeah, and Tiamat, he was... He uh, was at the palace all the time, yeah. helping mm-hmm. him locate things, and he'd help you maneuver through some of the politics of the council meeting. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I pull out a chair. <laughs> Leo said! He um, looks as though he has been riding hard and fast. His hair is disheveled, he is out of breath, and you can tell that uh, he has been sweating. He uh, sits down, thinks, takes the chair that is offered happily, and sits down and says, Oh, oh I, am, I am so glad to see the two of you. I can't believe that it has been long, and I am very pleased to see that you are both here and healthy. This is me pushing the gauntlet, or the uh, mug. Yeah, you push a mug over to him, and and he immediately grabs the mug, and he downs like half of it. And he puts it down on on the table, and he says, "Uh, I don't have a lot of time. Um, I I just need to ask you a, a quick question, and that will determine everything. Have you heard from Mercurio? Is that guy? He's not staying with you? No, I I thought uh, he was living in this house down the street. I don't even remember uh, walking home with him. I thought he was with you. It's quiet in here. That's true. That's true. Uh, okay, that would be a no. <laughs> uh, no, we haven't. Have you seen him? Yeah, have you? He owes me some money. I I can't speak to that. Well, he can. Uh, shortly after you were successful in vanquishing Tiamat, we, that is, uh, the Harpers, we hired him to do some work for us. The last time we heard from him was two months ago. We haven't heard from him since, and we have not been able to locate him via scrying or any other magical way available to us. Well, he was I can tell you private. first thing, that scrying doesn't always give you the location of everything you want to know. I, for one, have found that even the most powerful scryers can't find things that are right here in mm. plain sight. Like love. Well, technically I'm talking about the king of all giants, Hecaton, but... What? What? <laughs> giants? Giants? Hecaton? Hecaton? It's a story for another day. It's already finished. Oh, we have got him. We gotta move to a different part of the country. <laughs> what happened with giants? I lean over and say, Gundren... Add ten feet to that wall. (laughs) (laughs) Let me back up. So, Mark agreed to go on a tour of sorts. At least that was the cover. He would take a musical tour of much of Faerun. By doing so, it would enable him to get us information that we need. And he would regularly write or send messages or notes of some kind. But, as I said, uh, it has been two months since we last heard from him and no one knows where he is. The last place we knew him to be was in Cormir. He was touring the noble courts there. In his last letter he said that he had arrived in uh, Suzale and was currently the guest of Lord Hawkland. But as I said that was two months ago so I was hoping that you had seen him or that he was here. 
this is not usual. So he was he was out doing a gig and you can't find him? Yeah. So? Did I miss something? Well, this is why I've come. I mean, I want to go find him. I'm worried about him. But, is, uh, is, you, you, you're so dire. This is more like, uh, this sounds like there's something you're not telling. Well, we've had uh, a few disappearances recently. And at first I didn't think they were connected. But I'm beginning to think that they might be. Various nobles across Feyrun are disappearing. I fear that maybe... Mark was caught in the middle of whatever this is. So, I'm hoping that you can be of help and that you will go to Cormier and see if you can find him or at least a clue or something, some sort of bit of information, a trail, anything that maybe can give us some insight into maybe what has happened to him or where he has gone or maybe what has happened to some of the nobles across Feyrun. We have had a difficult time getting into Cormier, especially to uh, Suzelle. The young queen is particularly jealous in the guardian of the borders. Is this the time to do a roll on what do I know about Cormier? Yeah, I was just feeling it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Aspen, you ever been to Cormier? I don't know if I've ever been to Cormier. I rolled a nat 20. Which well, doesn't mean much. Yeah, I know. I rolled a nat 22. Shit, we're gonna know. <laughs> I bet you're smarter than me. Uh, Missing history. Yeah, this is history. <laughs> One day on the toilet, you read <laughs> the yeah, guy history. A to Z Cormier. Thirty. Yeah. Whoa. Thirty. <laughs> I got a twenty-four. Twenty-four. It was an amazing trip place. Okay. <laughs> you know a variety of things about Cormier. You know that the royal capital and the richest city in Cormier is Suzelle. It is the home to the most important nobles and merchant houses in the country. The center of the city is the royal palace, which is surrounded by gardens, and the buildings of the royal court. The city itself is one of the largest cities in all of Feyrun, coming in at 55,000 people. The government of Cormier uh, is ruled by a queen. The current Lord Magister of the city is Capstern Goldfeather. He is a paladin of some renown in the region and also serves as the commander of the city's garrison of Purple Dragons. Oh, I've heard of them. Yes. The Purple Dragons and the War Wizards jointly hold an impressive fortress-like barracks in Suzelle. Uh, both are constantly seen drilling in the courtyard, using swords and spells and interesting tactics of the sort. The uh, Royal Navy is docked in uh, the port town of Marsember. There are a variety of places of worship, Throughout Cormier and Suzelle especially is known to have several very impressive uh, places of worship and temples. Suzelle is about 300 miles as the crow flies southwest of the Well of Dragons. It is a country known for its heraldry, being one of the few places in Feyrun where there are knights and lords and ladies and there are tournaments that knights so fight in. So many dukes that are trying to resolve their dukedom. Exactly. Okay. So if you think classic medieval sort of fantasy, um, Cormier is the place in, in the Forgotten Realms where that takes place. So, thank you, Yurok. That was <laughs> that was verbose. Well, I do like to be thorough. Um, so, you want us to go to Cormier and see if we can find yes. Mark. Yes, or clues as to where he went, or, or, or a trail of some sort, uh, anything. 
any kind of information at all. For all we know, uh, they could have lost nobles as well. Uh, draining the swamp. Possibly. He was last... Topical humor. (laughs) In his last letter, he pulls out this letter, and you immediately recognize Mercurio's fine, highly calligraphied hand. (laughs) I turned it wrong. Quite pretty. In there, he notes that um, he has taken up residence in uh, the home of Lord Hawkland as uh, a guest, and that he's looking forward to performing at court for Her Majesty and for several of the noble houses, and promises that he will send along information within the next week. And this was how long ago? Two, Two months. months ago. Oh, yeah, that's that's late for, for Mark. Fashionably late. Yeah. Would have been early. One month, I would have said. Let's wait. Yeah. But definitely two months. No. We should um, go look at it. Well, I'm fine. I, I've been kind of stuck in this place, and I've got things kind of going along good here. Aspen, yeah. you up for an adventure? Little, little... Well, it's like a, it's just, it's just, it's just good old-fashioned... Yeah, a little sightseeing. A little holiday. We're just, yeah. We're, We're going out on holiday. There's probably interesting meats that have been smoked. Mmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, not going to fight. Just going to go see where this guy Who is. said anything about fighting? Well, I just... You know. An adventure of relaxing. I just thought I saw you partially catching on fire, like you were going to shoot something. What? No. Okay. No. No, I have that under control. Okay. Unless the fire elemental. If if you are willing to travel to Waterdeep, I can arrange for a carriage to take you from Waterdeep to Cormier. Don't you have one of those things that the teleporting networks that you guys have access to? That I don't seem to know about for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Just thought Harper's had ways of moving around real fast. Uh, we, we I've do... been staying in town mostly because my memories of travel suck. <laughs> he says, um, Remember the screaming mushrooms, anybody? Yes, those oh, were lovely. Been, you wouldn't believe it. They were <laughs> mushrooms that screamed like babies. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we do have ways of moving, but nothing that can get you anywhere near Cormier. Mm, okay. So we'll go to one country. They have all sorts of. Oh, it's probably like a really customs. Long line. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> papers. We have papers. I can tell you They're that the border has been closed country. for a year, and they uh, allow very few people in. How do they control a border that big? Uh, the purple dragons. Oh yeah, I've heard of. I believe it now. I've heard of them. They're very oh. good. They are incredibly talented and powerful paladins. Mm. They are allowing people in, but they are controlling all access in and out of the country. But like I said, I can arrange to have a carriage available for you in Waterdeep that can take you there. A nice carriage? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, yes, that sounds great. Uh, Holiday. Uh, Celebrate. Of course. I hope that I am overreacting, but it has been uh, a very difficult time the last few months. And the last thing that we need is to lose Mark. Oh, really? Yeah. What's, what's he been up to? I mean, I don't want to lose him either, but why the Harper? Did I even know that he was in the Harpers? I don't think you picked up on it's very, that. Very, very subtle. No, he, did it, he did, it did it very subtly uh-huh. way back in Horde of the Dragon Queen. So that would have been back there in a year and a half ago. Deep uh, underneath all the hops. And... I never really pegged Mark as a uh, spy, did you? I can see it. Yeah? It's flat. I mean, just for his aesthetic. Yeah, probably just to say he yeah. is a spy. Just so you can 
say his last name first, and That's then his true. whole name right after mm, it. Yeah, <laughs> I could see that. Well, he has been very valuable, and the fact that he is um, such a highly acclaimed bard has given him access to places that we normally wouldn't have. Oh, yep. are you talking about Mercurio Augusto Domine? I yeah. saw him. This is a yep. great spy. Everyone's heard of him. <laughs> well, no, I saw him. He played at a pub. Played at a pub in... Oh, lots of little town names. Can't remember which one I was in. He was good with but the But I loop. saw him. He was good with the He loop. was. He was very, very good. good I really enjoyed his stage presence. He had some... He did, um, like, pyrotechnics. I think, I think he, he, he could do more development in that. I mean, Baron and I have come to him constantly with suggestions. He's failed to burn anything down. Yeah, he hasn't burned anything down. And and if you want to talk pyrotechnics, I mean, you gotta burn stuff down. That's just that's just. Do you want to do you want to see what pyrotechnics is? Oh no. yes, no. I'm, I'm, I'm okay for right now. I'm all right. We'll literally make still making payments <laughs> on this town. From who? I don't know. <laughs> I, I thought we paid out. this off. Um, we're gonna have to mine a lot more in that cave. Playelson <laughs> says, "Thank you." I knew that you were true friends, and that you, uh, I could count on. He says, I would like to stay, but unfortunately, I have more work to do. Shall I look for you in Waterdeep? Um, yes. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll back up. I could be ready in uh, a couple days. Oh. I'm sorry, I've gotten a little soft. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a couple I days, have, huh? I haven't put my armor on. That would year. definitely be what Mercurial would say. I don't even know where the hell my hammer is. <laughs> mm. I found out you cannot Daddy, forge with that thing. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, shit. <laughs> Where's my hammer? <laughs> my super suit. Okay, all right. Well, when, when we're armor, ready, I can just... polish it up. When we're ready, I can just, you know, we can just portal there. We definitely need to check in with Thomas. Oh, man, you're going to love this kid's work. He is a rising star. Well, I hope he can wrap it up in a couple days. All right. Go let's go. To, well, let's go talk to him. He also says, "Thank you, friends." All right, you got it. Uh, whatever you want to eat, drink, just tell him the Baron's good for it. You see that he um, he talks to the uh, bartender briefly, grabs a roll in cloth, sticks it underneath his cloak, and he dashes out the door. Hmm. Always in a rush, that guy. He, I told him he had anything he wanted. He wanted a napkin. A napkin. That's all he took. Very well, the roll That's functions right. as, a, as like a heat, a little heat source until you eat it. Oh, there was oh, a roll in there? Yeah. Oh. I just oh, I oh, I, I, I heard, um, like, <laughs> a little, I, you meant like a, like a biscuit. Okay. <laughs> he grabbed a loaf of bread yeah. and he wrapped it up in a, oh. in a cloth. Yeah, okay, right. yeah, he grabs a roll. Oh, yeah. man. And he takes off. Okay. Guy uh, uh, allows himself no pleasures. No. What the hell's yeah. worth? Remember we almost got bit by a dragon with like five heads? I just feel what like we was... deserve. Oh yeah, we did, didn't we? God, it feels like years ago. Yeah, my mind kind of... The, the night terrors have stopped and I don't wake up screaming. Oh yeah? I didn't much. have any. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Me neat, neither. Aspen is not sure if he wants to know this story or not, so right now he's just going to stick with we'll share. We'll share it with you when you share the giant story with us. Yep. I've never I seen you, a giant. I've seen an extra planar demon dragon goddess's uvula. <laughs> <laughs> Up close and personal, he asks. Yes. <laughs> he could smell the stench right out of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. I don't sleep. 
Did you get that out of your arm? <laughs> I don't sleep. <laughs> Sometimes I wake up crying and I don't even know why. <laughs> we shouldn't do this. I don't know if I can maintain the PTSD. <laughs> it's okay. I've got a whole barrel of yak kush. I have a friend oh. who has the same problem. They, they don't even right know what yak kush is. You should tell them. What yak kush? Oh, you don't know about... Oh, yak kush. Um, oh, it's so, tobacco. Well... Kind of. It'll knock you right out, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. I might try that later. I have a barrel of it. It's good for it. Jesus. (laughs) He's dealing with it. Can you see that? (laughs) Hey, we're not judging. We're not judging. You look very functional. (laughs) Well, I am a court functionary. Baron pretends to know. (laughs) What is that? Baron says, oh. And I go, what does that mean? It means I know how to deal with bureaucracy. Oh. Still confused. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Bureaucracy. Yes. Yes, I see. So, how about that armor? Let's go check check it out. A bureau, since you don't seem to know, is a, uh, it's kind of like a bookshelf where you put your comb. Oh, I knew that. Yeah. I knew that. Not to be confused with a buffet where you would keep your dishes. Yeah, where you keep your macaroni. Jeez. <laughs> I don't eat. It's Cheetos. Oh wow! <laughs> Extra plain. When I do eat, these triangles been, of ultimate power. It's been a while. Um, yes, let's go check on that armor. All right. You caught us several pints in. Sorry for all of this nonsense. What are you apologizing for? I, it's, I'm, it's you don't have to apologize. To I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm here drinking with you guys. Uh, uh, all right. You're, you're just so used to Mark that maybe yeah. you, you're just... It, Hi, it, you, Mark. It, it's, become, <laughs> <laughs> it's, be, it's become Pavlovian to apologize. Uh, so, upon exiting the pub, you notice that Laosin is nowhere to be seen. You assume that he uh, darted off on the horse that he rode in on. All of you know where the uh, smithy is, and so you make your way there. A little staggery. A little staggery. You guys have been drinking, you've been having a good time, you've been sharing and stories. Just told to sober up real quick, basically. Though we have a couple days. Yeah. I've finally got my town in check. Not in a hurry to leave. Never wanted to be a fighter. Just <laughs> want to lead the people. I got, I got to lead Sunday school tomorrow. <laughs> <clears throat> but it's Mark. Huh? Yeah, we're going, we're going. Okay, Mark. Right. We're just gonna find him. We're gonna be like, oh yeah, I didn't feel like playing that one. Yeah. <clears throat> like, he'll, he'll be upset we showed up. Yeah. I don't know, I really meant to ask Leosin before he dashed off uh, more about these missing nobles that he had spoken of. I mean, yeah, missing nobles. Hmm. I guess we can ask when we get to. Waterdeep. Yeah, I was still kind of taking it in. What does it mean a bunch of nobles we've ever seen? Also, and Mark. Is Mark a noble? Oh. Maybe he's a noble now. We'll go find out in Cormier. I guess so. Cormier? Mm-hmm. He, he would be good nobility. I mm-hmm. mean, that's like right up his alley. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he is a famous bard. They are kind of a type of nobility on their own. I mean more about his personality, less about his job. Like, he's just... You can't imagine how annoying. You okay, Bear? Yeah, I'm fine. You got a little tick there. I was ordering another drink. Oh, that's how you. Oh, okay. I was wondering when this would be refilled. All As right. We stagger down the street. <laughs> Pints in hand. Of course. 
It'll be right. filled with the smithy, I'm sure, by Thomas. Oh, yes. That's a good idea. Yeah, let's go, let's go. Let's hurry. I'm He's had a lot to of drink yet, so... We're on our way there. He'll be fine. <laughs> we are literally in the middle of a street. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, you arrive. At the smithy. Thomas, more beer. <laughs> All right, boyo. <laughs> Better be done with that armor. I walk over to the forge. You walk over, <clears throat> and it looks like that uh, he has been applying all of the things that you have taught him. You look at over, and you think, okay, yeah, uh, you know, you have aspen try it on, and there's a few spots where it could still use uh, the touch of the master, but um, on the whole, good. on the whole, it's uh, it's put together pretty well. Not bad for old. Tell <laughs> <Metallic> I can. <laughs> So you force a hand onto this boy, mm -hmm. and now you're going... Well, I mean, he owes me. <laughs> oh, man, that character switch. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Don't judge our relationship. Aspen, you've only been here for a day. <laughs> no, he's been here for been a here month, for... two months. Yeah. You've only been here for two months. <laughs> this boy loves me. I threw apples at him. Uh, Aspen, are you happy with the armor? Yeah, I mean, it looks great. Mm. Fine work, Baron. Mm. Fine work, boy. <laughs> what do you guys do now? I tell Thomas, you'll be mining the place for a while. Me and the lads here are going on a little holiday. Off to Cormier to buy new linens. Or or whatever <laughs> whatever one does in Cormier. <laughs> Quite fond of my robe. <laughs> To buy new linens. <laughs> fresh, <laughs> fresh white linens. <laughs> you know, that's the only place you can get them. I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> linens in the house used to be white. They're an off gray now. Cormier cotton, 800 count. 800 grains. <laughs> Woo, like silk. <laughs> well, why don't you go get ready, Baron? We need yep. to shove off here. I trot up, I trot up to the old mansion. Okay. And then, <laughs> look at... Above the mantle. There it is. Say, well, might need this again. And I uh, grab it. And then I look at, next to the old mantle is the um, stand with a suit of armor on it. You pick up, yeah, I mean, uh, you, you pick up the hammer. Instinctively, I just do this. You, you put out your hand mm -hmm. so that it will come to you. Time to hit the road. It flies into your hand. And as soon as it lands in your hand, you hear, Whoa, about time I was sort of getting tired of being up there. All right, is this a surprise to me, or have oh, I learned yes. this over the years? Oh, yes. I mean, you have no yeah. idea where this voice just came from. So I, I play with my tongue in my mouth, thinking, What the hell did I drink? <laughs> I said, Hello, Hammer. Oh, it feels good. Yeah, I've been missing this, I'll tell you. <laughs> I know it's been a while. Did we used to talk? <laughs> this is, uh, no, no. nowhere on my character sheet that we used to talk to each other. <laughs> uh, I never really had much to say before now. Oh. Well, you're a good hammer. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I pride myself on hitting things true and square. Oh, good. <laughs> I suppose, you know, we should do this the uh, formal way. You may call me Nindir. Nindir? Does that mean something? Yes, yes. You know immediately what it means. It's dwarven. Mm-hmm. Dwarven for... 
You don't remember? I think I remember having this conversation a long time ago. <laughs> and we passed names back and forth. Well, this is, oh, yeah, this, is, this was the one that you settled on. Um, it means the end of mercy. <laughs> Whoa! Mercy's end! All right. That makes sense. So when I use you, that's when all negotiations have failed me. It's a good reminder of your power and how to temperament. And I'm stroking it. <laughs> You're a good hammer. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, it warms in your hand. Oh, good. He says, oh, I've missed it. Are we going to go defend the poor, the helpless, and the servants of Moradin? Absolutely. We're going to go find the bard. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's very good. Well, yeah, but he, you know, I always found him a little poncy. <laughs> ah, he could fill up a cloak. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I assume it, doesn't it means poncy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so then I do a few. Okay. And then, um... So, you're looking good. I say, so have you been in there this whole time? Uh, yeah. Oh? I mean, where would I go? I, I, I just wish you <laughs> You had me on the wall, <laughs> you know. I wish you would have spoken up earlier. I would have maybe not just left you on the wall. Well, you know, I didn't really have anything to say. I mean, we were both in this room many, many long nights. I mean, I set my foot up. I was very lonely. <laughs> so you could have said something. Uh, you know, it you, goes both you know, ways. You could have said something. <laughs> I mean, the expectation that, it, that I'm going to talk. You're gonna talk. <laughs> That's okay. Let's go kill evil. <laughs> right. Ready. All right. Uh, you spend the next two days oiling, polishing, packing, etc. Baron, you're, you're pleased to see that Iraq uh, has been uh, using his old room. At least going through the door. Yeah, I'm, I'm all delighted. <laughs> You're like, so oh, I go, oh man, I, I do it all. Hey, buddy. <laughs> Good to have you back. Oh, the, oh my gosh. <laughs> He's made renovations. <laughs> Lots of renovations. Two days pass, and a carriage arrives in town. Oh, I thought we were just gonna teleport there. To Waterdeep? Water yeah. Hmm? Is that how we're getting there? That's how you want to get there. Yeah. Yep. Uh, outside of my door, I have been etching symbols in a circular way. Carving it into the, the fine wood floor? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm just standing there. Baron walks in and catches me. What do you say? Saying the varnish is just dried a week ago. Yeah, but I can't just keep appearing in wells in various towns. We I need you a dedicated spot to come back You are to. renowned in every town. <laughs> That you have ever appeared in it, as a turn of God. It's, it's just really lonely down there. Okay. <laughs> I mean, do they it, give it. me food and stuff, and that's nice, but. I say, whatever! You would have said. Are you casting it as a ritual, or? Yeah. Okay. You go through the ritual uh, with everyone standing on uh, the sigil and, and lights with magical energy and uh, with a swirl and a splash. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Heroes Not Included. Don't miss an episode. 
Subscribe today using your favorite podcast app. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to rate and review us. We'd love to hear from you. Find all of our episodes on our website at heroesnotincluded.com. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash heroes not included. And finally, our podcast is supported by Tevya Schmidt, Chris Gergetsch, Josh Heddle, Allison McManus, Shane Fetters, Jake McNinch, and Amy Trout, along with all of our awesome patrons. Our patrons not only help us keep the lights on, they also gain special behind-the-screen access, including patron-only podcasts, videos, and more. To become a patron, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash heroes not included. And until next week, be the hero.